welcome back to Low Engagement Pod. Uh, I'm Mia. Hi, um, I'm your second host, Andy. And today we have a special guest, Caitlin Driscoll. Hello, hello. Caitlin Driscoll, yeah, the king, uh, the queen of Western Mass. <laughs> uh, the coolest loco. The coolest Comptown girl. Uh, really into Comptown. And, uh, <laughs> ex model? No, no, home, right? Comptown. Hometown Andy, girl. Andy, we yeah. are making a movie called Hometown Girls. We've been shooting. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, shooting. sorry. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, so what's the movie about? It's about being being from a hometown, and basically that's it. That's, that's just our defining characteristic, our defining yeah. features. Nice. Grappling with whether or not you want to be, like, a mother. Grappling with, like, whether or not you want to be a farmer. <laughs> but we don't want to be farmers. Are, yeah. Those are out of the question. Yeah. Can you be both a mother and a farmer? I feel like if you're one, you're both. I feel so like, go yeah, together. like you're a farmer, you're, like, mothering your plants. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I know all I don't right. think I'll ever be either, but... Well, only time will tell. Let's do some quick updates. I got a jewel in uh, on okay, Mia April twelfth, twenty twenty. You know, today um, I bought okay. it. I'm already addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Mia's nineteen and she couldn't yeah, buy it. I had to buy it for her. She's like, a teen. Uh, like on liquor and cigarettes. <laughs> um, I realized like the best way my ass looks is in like spandex shorts pulled up really high that's a you know what that's a powerful look um <laughs> have you uh, uh like what's it fit like today can we just do a fit check yeah yeah well, we've, all right, can we've each changed Here. about six times can i'm wearing <laughs> pulled down dress with an AA wrap top. Yeah, I just the only way like my okay. ass looks okay is like from like the bottom out of shorts. Sick. You know. Uh, I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing an Echo Slada top. Okay. And my Nike sweatpants. No. Wow, that's Echo Slada. Oh, you are okay. You are transcendent yeah. right now. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm really doing a lot of quarantine coffee. Yeah. Fit. You're right. And you're. Position just looks so meditative. Your leg position. Another like quick, quick update. We went on a walk and then we both wiped out in the mud real hard. Um. Oh shit. Um. Damn. What happened? Like, was Belly also there? Yeah, we were following Belly and then agile I, queen. Yeah. Agile queen. A dog. Um. A dog. <laughs> For those of you who don't know. Belly is a dog. The official dog of mm-hmm. the pod. Very, very cute dog. Just turned like four years old. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, no. Uh, should we get into it? We just watched the Blair um, Wood Project last night. Yeah. And Blair Witch Project. What's it take? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I fell asleep right before the end, but but she's seen it before. This is the second. Yeah, time. I've seen it before, but Heather, like Heather, is the scariest part of it. That plus, like that one scene where they run out of cigarettes. <laughs> that's like the real. <laughs> that was the real horror. That's the real horror of the movie. <laughs> that was terrifying Being when I was watching it, and I was just like, 
Jesus Christ, you're not getting any nicotine. The moment where yeah. Michael or I would, whatever his okay. name is is rocking back and forth, and then he's like, "Oh, but I found some cigarettes in the bottom of my pack," and they're yeah, just that, like, "That would oh, fully be me." It it definitely kept them going for another twenty four hours or something. Oh my god! Are you guys blasting cigs right now, Kaylin? Are you blasting? Like, how many cigs so are you going through a day? Many, maybe like I think I'm like almost breaching like a pack a day at this point. Okay, that's still not bad though. Um, what like when was the deepest you ever like you were ever in it? Were you ever like a two pack a day? Sport? No, I've like the deepest I've ever been is like a pack a day, but it was like in yeah. like somewhere Southeast Asia where like a pack of cigarettes is like two dollars, and they're like barely oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. cigarettes. They like burn out in like thirty seconds. Yeah, no. When I was in Russia, like last year, two years ago, I was going through like two packs a day, constantly. Damn. If I'm, yeah, if I'm drinking, I just got. Yeah, it. and you, oh, you're like any your, like hotel, your, like room. bottle of vodka a day phase two, right? Yeah, yeah. This was um, so pretty much. I was there to do like to do a project and I finished it like a month early, and for the last month, I, um, I didn't got up. Um, earlier than four in the afternoon and all I did was I just got up um, made coffee and had some like quick dinner went on drinking till five how long were you there and then we'll come back and do it again I was there for like half a year like five six months and damn yeah 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 it was a very decadent period wow <laughs> spoken like a real Taurus yeah yeah no it was great but anyways the movie um is it about Columbine? Yes, it's about Columbine. <laughs> it's a movie about, it's about filmmaking. It's about, like, the horrors of, like, a, like, basic, like, girl boss, like, bitch. I mean, Heather, Heather, Heather essentially boss? is a Warren voter. Like, a Warren staffer, actually, I would say. A hundred percent. Like, the way she talks about a map and how she's, like, trying to be in control all the time. Yeah. I gotta it's say, very, staffing. yeah. Um, and yeah no it's about columbine because it's obviously about media the whole the whole film was conducted on a on a 16 camera and also like a um also like a shitty little like yeah you know like a camera yeah. right and it's framed by I, it's framed by their the fact that they are filming the cameras in the first I think it's like in the first few frames they're filming each other filming. So it's really framed by that. Right, yeah. Yeah, and like who whoever's uh, directing is really wait, uh like just torturing everyone they're filming. Which like that I think like the making of the film is the most interesting part of the film. Oh yeah, right, totally. And um how does this stack up to like other films about Columbine? <laughs> what other films are there? Like Bowling for Columbine. <laughs> Bowling for Columbine, you know, like uh, fucking Elephants by Gus Van Sant. Yeah. Have you guys seen yeah. that? No. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Gus Van Sant. <laughs> I have to say. Oh shit! Why? What is like the Jeez. one really good one? He kind of bothers me. The. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh my yeah. god. I have bad I just have bad associations with that movie. I have really bad associations with 
Um, uh, fuck, I have the haven't. whatever the River Phoenix one is. Um, My own private Idaho. Idaho. Oh, can't stand yes. it. And that one's so. Good. And it's, it's got to be like one of the cringiest. It's so cringy. It's so bad. And then <laughs> Elephant. I don't know. I was very just underwhelmed watching it. I mean, there's moments. It has moments for sure. Oh my god, he did Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god, he, he did. did milk. He's very. <laughs> Oh, I have to. I take it back. Drugstore Cowboy. I like that movie. Or like, oh, to okay, oh to yeah. die for is so good. I like to die for. Okay, whatever. I like Walking Phoenix. Wow. He's very much like you know like the do one for a studio and do one for his yourself. version of Psycho. That I... was like, why'd you do that? <laughs> Wait, shit! I didn't even know that he did a version of Psycho. He did like a shot for shot remake with Vince Vaughn. What? That's crazy! A shot for shot remake. Why Actually, do don't do take my word for that, but I'm pretty sure it was shot for shot. Okay, right. I will, yeah, I would check it out through yeah. the pod. But Maybe anyways. check up on that. Fact check that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, our lowly intern would do a job of yeah. fact checking. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Young Belly. <laughs> um, Should we talk about the hairlines in the movie? Definitely the Mason-Dixon hairlines were pretty remarkable that was definitely a a noticeable feature that a few of the things I was thinking about watching this movie were definitely Heather's insufferable personality one two the landscape and the the conceptualization of America as um a place that can encounter no harm or something they have this line where they're like this is America like nothing this can't be happening this is america um right yeah which is yeah (laughs) i mean that's pretty blatant so then i moved on pretty quickly from that to the hairlines which are just i mean so so well captured in the (laughs) visual language of the film but also (laughs) the hearing the voices i don't know um, what else? The fact that they the fact that they were not fucking was definitely something I was thinking about pretty constantly. Yeah, and the fact that they're all referring to Heather as like man, they're like yo man to her because she's like very much like guiding the trip, and mm-hmm. she's like you. The whole movie, you're just like, when are you gonna die, Heather? Man. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, so Mia, for uh, so for those of us who don't know what's a mason dixon hairline uh i would just say a mason dixon hairline is the hair the most prominent hairline that is uh displayed by those living on the mason dixon line. <laughs> um, it's a pretty it's a pretty receded hairline pretty um you know yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Heard it's heard this term before. Well, that's because I just coined it. You just, okay. Okay. So, like, yeah, do I have right, a Mason right, Dixon cool. hairline? No. Why? Because you're not from there. <laughs> you have to be from the. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe. But. I have a Nebraska hairline. Yeah. My hairline looks like the exactly state border. Exactly like the state border. You're also like you're bridging on like a widow's peak a bit. It's a little crooked. Tiny bit. It's crooked. If you pull it, yeah, yeah, if you pull it back, yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of crooked. I think I have a Kansas hairline. Oh, shit, that's a good one. It's a Colorado. It's a Colorado hairline. (laughs) It's a straight square. (laughs) 
Dude, look how square I am, though. You see this? Yours looks pretty crooked to me. Well, okay. Damn. No, it's just, like, deep. Fire. <laughs> deep and far, low back. You guys got, like, some terrible hairlines in the family? family. Mm-hmm. Like, any uncles? I mean, there's, like, a few. Dad. Yeah, there's, like, a couple reasons why I'm so glad I'm a woman. One is, like, my mom's side, balding. All of them. Men. And also, just, like, I don't think I could handle, like, having a dick. Like, I'm so glad that I don't have, like, the pressure of having a dick. Having a dick is hot. Hard Hard or hot? (laughs) No, I think, like, I mean, I like to think that, like, it would be okay and that I would, like, have a good dick. But, like, who's to say, you know? Like, I might have, like, a terrible dick and then I might just be, like, wrecked. Also, what even is a good dick? Yeah, I guess that's true. You can like have a, like a small dick and like have a good life. There's a lot of there's a lot of characteristics to it. So many facets. All right. But it just seems like more complicated. Okay. Okay. So it's a nuanced topic. Uh, like, what <laughs> would be a good dick for you guys? Like, you know, what's the like what's the ideal criteria for a dick? Um. It's honestly not even about the dick. Is it about the this is so person corny. attached to this it. is so corny <laughs> like you can either fuck or you can't fuck it doesn't really like you know it's more about personality. it's not personality it's personality yeah. doesn't necessarily matter but oh the personality of the dick yeah yeah of the dick yeah it's gotta have well like, the body yeah. as a whole too i don't really i choose to not detach them from the rest of the body <laughs> Okay, so you're looking at the whole situation mm-hmm. like very holistically, mm-hmm. you know. You want to like you want to take everything Got in it. and and you want to counter for everything. Yeah. Uh, is being shredded cool? Is being like jacked hot now? I don't think so. I've literally never touched a jacked body in my life. I can't. Like definitely have people have had like muscles, but I've never I don't think I've ever seen a defined like I don't think I've seen like a, a muscle pack, like a milk bod. Never. Like naked? No. I don't think I've ever seen that. I I <laughs> I definitely have and I don't think it's hot. Okay, interesting. Um why? Um I don't know. I think my new like oh, sorry. I'm just filing my nails. Um my new like <laughs> revelation is I think I just like 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 short people and short people are very hot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you're if you're under five six and you're a man, congratulations, you, you hit the fucking job. right. Yeah, I fully agree. And or like if you're a woman too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like a big like yeah. brawny ass like six four like muscle bound dude, not hot, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So all right. Um, all right. So it's got to be a little scrappy. Yeah. Right? It's got to be a, a little dirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. What about right, you? What's right, your? We'll just talk about. I think this is like a good transition favorite? to talking about yeah. NBA. Oh yeah, moving into like tall, tall people. No, 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 no. It's fine. I can give all my preference. Yeah, let's hear it. Like, uh, girls or guys? Um, let's start, start with girls. Let's start with girls. Um, well, let's see. Well, Jewish girls, obviously. Um, Cute. Who doesn't? Just kidding. Yeah, who doesn't love a Jewish girl? 
uh, and girls from the Midwest. What do you think it is about Heartland Jewish girls? Aspirations. Can you describe why? Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's just something about it, you know, like uh, very much that, like I'm from the middle of nowhere, like kind of bomb girl. That's Midwest. No, what I mean, Jewish? what about yeah? What is it about Jewish girls? Oh, just like who doesn't like Jewish girls? But like, why? What is it? Can you pinpoint um, anything? I think my coastal upbringing and the fact that like half the people I know are Jewish. Okay. Probably. So it's yeah. like a comfort thing? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, I'm really, yeah, I would like to think I'm really familiar. And yeah. I like Jewish food a ton and I like Jewish houses. Mm. If I, yeah, that's, if you want. On the topic of the theme of our podcast, which is low engagement. It's definitely one of my top criteria. I mean, I'll be fine if I'm not, if it's not, whatever. But I just, I think it's going to probably be a Jew. I just Who you end up with? You're yeah. going to end up with a Jew? Just have a feeling. Oh my god, Mia, okay. that means you're not going to end up with me. I just... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. I mean, Here go. Here. it's not 100%. It's just a... It's like a ninety-five. Okay. I got yeah. like no, it's not. I got like a five percent chance, maybe. So okay, yeah. So anyways, you prefer a Jew to a Gentile, is that right? Apparently. Apparently. All right. All right. Yeah. No. Um. You know what? Yeah. No. Okay. Let's hear. <laughs> let's hear about. Let's hear about the guys you're into. But you know, wait. One. One more thing, Andy. We were talking about citizenship, which is obviously a fraught yeah. topic, but. Um, Absolutely. Caitlin and I were just discussing about discussing that it's kind of a shame that like you know global capitalism and the, has shuddered because you and I really could um, dominate the global markets and um, we you know we could we like could if move you up guys, from we can move up from if you guys got married <laughs> to global elite pretty quickly have, with our yeah, German no. American Chinese. Chinese citizenship we could. I know if we uh, that's that's a holy trinity of yeah. power yeah, in each continent. Yeah, but then like, where do I stand? Totally left out. Each of us possessed like some of the most powerful countries' passports. Yeah. If we join forces, yeah. you know, we could. It's a shame all this coronavirus has. I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> Can you believe it? The fucking corona, the Chinese virus, Wuhan <laughs> the virus. Wuhan virus. Well, what is but yeah, yeah, but yeah anyways yeah, but yeah your male preferences let's hear them it's gotta be hot and what's hot you're not you're like not into it. ugly it's guys. gotta be is that no. a straight girl no, no like, i just couldn't hot? yeah very much i it's gotta be it's gotta be yeah. hot there's no there's i i um good bod uh i'm really into twinks okay so yeah as a fellow twink uh, T for T, you know. Uh, yeah, twinks, good body. Um, if I could live two lives, they can I would definitely become a twink. It's just that I don't want to completely give up. Also, being like a lame straight girl, <laughs> and sometimes lesbian once in a while. I just can't give that up. But if I, if I could double up, I would do it. And a heartbeat. Yeah, no, being a twink, it's pretty, it's pretty fire. Yeah. 
uh, you know, you weigh like 140 pounds and you don't eat food yeah. at all. You don't like work out. You just go around, wear ha- or like wear sunglasses and drives cars. Spreading, spreading hall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, the only type of gays that can drive are twins. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Also, also NBA players. I'm really into NBA players. Right. So that's yeah, total uh, other end of the spectrum. I think. Yes. Our, yeah. The only like men who can fuck are short. Just back to they're not like twinks, but shorties. How about tall guys? Can we not fuck like a six, uh, like a six seven NBA player? Um, I've never fucked someone who is six seven, but. I feel like they're that's just pretty tall. That's very tall, but I feel like they're lazier. Yeah, right. Because they got everything going for them. Yeah. Right? So they don't have to try. Mm-hmm. And if you're five four, you're always trying to prove a point. Yeah. You know, it's you know, like you're more scrappy. As a yeah, fucker. scrappy, scrappy fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyways, uh, should we move on to the NBA, Mia? Like, do you want to talk about the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I think that the NBA was provided a pretty Supple transition from regular life to choir life. Um, I think one of the first moments that was really an oh shit moment for me was the last day of school when I don't remember. I might have already mentioned this on the pod, but um, yeah, it was a the Thursday. I think NBA had been canceled on the Wednesday. Um, I want to say it was March eleventh. And mm-hmm. everyone at school was freaking out. Um, fellow teachers were like, you know, I wasn't really taking this very seriously. And then found out that the NBA was canceled and really started panicking. So, um, yeah, that kind of transition from, like, everything going as normal and then having no NBA at all um, really fucked with everyone yeah just kind of changed the whole vibe the whole feeling of this situation um we were going to talk about you know nba player encounters that we've had um i don't know i mean my mom was like talking to me about the wing surplus i thought that was notable Super notable. There's a wing, chicken wing surplus because of the cancellation of sports. Oh, it's definitely shit. not. Yeah. I don't know. That's not exactly an NBA issue, but but like sports overall. I feel like yeah. Like I feel like I might have heard of the chicken wing surplus. Yeah. on NPR the other really? day. I well, I mean that, that NPR is thing. probably how she found out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Kaylin, so uh, as a former model uh, and a uh, and a regular patron at the legendary club One Oak, have you ever had any? <laughs> new, you know. Yeah, they're like NBA encounters. And one Knicks yeah, encounter. Yeah, yeah. Such a I, yeah. I'm not going to be able to conjure the exact year that this was, but they had just won okay. the championship. It was like Carmelo and Jr. So, like, spit me a year and I might be able to confirm. Um, <laughs> it's probably, like, 2012. That was the last time. Yeah, it might be. Like it honestly, might have been 2012. I yeah. guess maybe, yeah. I guess yeah. it was 2012. One of the most significant yeah. years. And, um... Uncut Gems. 
Uncut Gems. What? Uncut Gems winning, was like you know, this first year. It was based in. Oh, or it took yeah, place yeah. In. yeah, yeah, it was setting. Yeah, it was a real like yeah. club year. That's all I did. I like worked out at clubs every day. I went to clubs all worked the time. Out at clubs? Damn, yeah, yeah, I didn't even like drink alcohol barely. I just like went. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just went to went dance. To dance. <laughs> I just danced all the time. And I, yeah. just went like, to dance to I Love McConan. Yeah, just brought my friends Sick. and like, yeah. Um, whatever night they had just won and then we're like out and like the, it definitely was not One Oak, but it was like some place like that, you know? Yeah. And they're all like smoking like just blunts and like so many nice. girls you know but like and so like all right so Melo was there and jr smith was there actually shout out to actually shout out to jr smith a friend of the pod who like loves to like sliding to dms oh is jr smith a, a friend of that, the pod yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah no like we have the line right <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no he's famous for um shooting his shot yeah Smoking Which, that weed, you know, too. why not? Yeah, but are you always on a list when you go to the clubs? Or? Whoa, there goes that line. Um, yeah, you, I mean, back in the day, not like, back yeah, in back the in the day. Um, always on a list, yeah, always on the list, always like show up with whoever, always like cigarettes inside, which is like not that insane. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mia. Ha- yeah, Mia. Have you ever been on a list? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like. No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I've like never been yeah, no, to like, the uh, club. I mean, I've been to like. Yeah. No, basically, no clubs. SUV there and back. That's why we're Bernie voters. We have never been on a list. Yeah. Exactly. Yo, I'm a Bernie yeah, voter. Yeah, we're always waiting on line. Because I'm not on the list anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Kayla, if you're still on the list, you probably would have voted for like no one. Yeah. yeah, no. Oh paid... my god, definitely not. I mean, I guess who's to say? <laughs> paid full door uh, at King but, of Diamonds, you know. Uh yeah, no. Like, how was that like for you? Crazy. Was, you know, like you know, like down in South Beach. Um, like you see anything? That one's people? not in South Beach. It's in like the middle of Miami. Um right, Lil yeah. Pump was there. He was he did a that little, little show. <laughs> little, he's very little. He's very little. Is he the one that died? No, that's or little is that okay. <laughs> oh he's probably yeah. good at fucking. How little, little is he? He's probably really good at fucking <laughs> actually. He was like the same he's like the same height as me, maybe like an Andrew T Talk. Oh yeah, definitely. Um Lil Uzi Vert will be incredible at fucking because sure. he is like five and also oh very God, emotional, yeah. emotionally available. Mm, yeah, emotionally. <laughs> is he really five two? He's like somewhere wow. around there. He's like five two, five three. Okay. Yeah. Short okay. king. Yeah, uh, short king. But but anyways, um, so yeah, NBA player side. Mia, what's your NBA player story? Um, do I have one? I don't think I have one. You don't have no, one? I think the closest that I've come was I met Adam Sandler one time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sick. That's like, uh, yeah, that's no, a couple what happened? degrees of separation, but that was, um, he was on the set. He is he, a, he, he is an NBA player. Yeah, honorary. Yeah. But yeah, no, what happened? Uh, he was on the set of Fever Pitch in Boston. 
Um, oh my god an incredible film great <laughs> incredible. movie great film yeah um, also a film about America. one of the only good yeah, sexual movies yeah, <laughs> yeah. um really cl- completely acknowledges the absurdity of of baseball fandom i think uh drew barrymore was there very also very she's tiny she's tiny how tiny shorter than me what? Yeah. Oh my god. Five one. Oh jeez. Or something. Wow. Man, crazy. So wait, do you have one, Andy? NBA sighting? Yeah, yeah I do have one it. actually. This is like hmm, 20, 2012, I wanna say twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Maybe like maybe later. Um yeah, um I um I was on playing from uh to Hong Kong from LAX and um, I got bumped into a first class seat. Nice. Which is yeah, which is very nice. I mean, it might have been nepotism because my mom was working for the airline at that time, and so um, I got bumped uh, into a first class seat, right? And I was sitting on like the fifth row, maybe, and Shaq, <gasps> the big diesel. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> was sitting like two rows right in front of me wow. oh my god yeah yeah no it was incredible oh. i just uh for the whole fly for the whole like 14 hour 12 hours or like whatever i was just staring was at his peaking. like ginormous body oh you were puking <laughs> <laughs> peeking oh, oh, oh. through like the seats to, to like see like which movie <laughs> yeah yeah, you know, to see which movie he was watching. Almost. What was he watching? Yeah, what was he watching? Do you remember? I, I couldn't really figure out. Um, it was definitely some kind of, like, American flick. Uh, like, uh, like maybe even a rom-com. Like an Adam Sandler like movie. Like, like, maybe it was Fever Pitch. It could be. <laughs> it could be Fever Pitch. <laughs> might have been. So, yeah, no, that was... Yeah, was this 2005 so, yeah, no. or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, what no, year was no, that? No, no, but... Yeah, when okay. Well, when did like the Red Sox have their like massive comeback? Do you remember that? Two thousand four. Was that two thousand four? I want to say, like the year like every yeah every Massachusetts dad will never forget. Yeah, two thousand four. Yeah. And the yeah. movie came out That's, like two thousand five. I remember because right. they were they had to like a great year they had for to us. shoot two different endings because it started getting like closer and closer to the series, and they were like just oh r- had written to the film <laughs> that they would never break the curse, and it happened to be that year that oh, they were shit. filming that they did break the curse. They, they like to, came like, back like thing. seven games behind the Yankees, right? Yeah. No. Well, there's seven games in the series, so they came. Yeah, back but they were like losing in the seventh game. They won. In the, yeah. And then the se- and then they yeah, and it was like an obscene victory. Yeah, like lost the first three, nice. won the last yeah. four. Right. Yeah. Were people emotional? Oh my like, god! Do your dad cry? Oh, everyone, everyone lost their lost shit. Yeah. yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would like to think I have some idea because I was in uh, in 2016. I was in I was in Chicago when the Cubs won the World Series. Okay, that's big too. And that was. But it's not quite as fucking none. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's definitely. Not. I mean, also, Bo- yeah, also Boston's got like a crazy fandom for. Yeah. So crazy. 
for yeah. the Sox. We still, um, we still have to go to a Red Sox game. <laughs> yeah, we, we should we should after the quarantine's over. Um anyways, do you guys grow up watching baseball? Oh yeah. Are you guys a I guess a baseball family? I was, yeah. I mean mm. not in like a super intense way, but we went to like one game per year and we'd watch we'd follow the Sox, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, feeling. Fenway is pretty iconic. I don't think that I've ever been in a sporting arena that really feels quite the same. It's one of the oldest ones. Yeah. And it's really them. small and like um there's a lot of well they I mean they did take a lot of stuff out and like renovate it and make it bigger, but it's still the original and a lot of the seats are the same as they've been for, I don't know, a hundred years or something. Maybe mm-hmm. it's too much, but a long time. <laughs> and the smell, the feeling, the heat, like it's just very... Uh, a lot of Boston asses. Yeah. Has, so many... Has sat on those So many seats. Boston asses. Yeah, I mean, the feel, just the feeling of like, like you're... Okay, <laughs> the, year, the year is 2002. You put that stick. <laughs> okay. It's August. Go it's off. August 12th, go off. Go off. Go off. <laughs> it's August 12th, 2002. You're in fifth grade. What? Going to a Red Sox Orioles game at 5 p.m. with your father and with your 43 year old father and seven year old brother. <laughs> You <laughs> rip your ticket stubs, head into Fenway Park. The August heat is blasting, the humidity, uh, the crowds, the accents, the dip, the palm malls. The Bud Lights. The palm the, the the Bud Lights. You get into your seats behind the third baseline, but kind of far up. <laughs> you get into your $40 seats. <laughs> Actually, you know, at the time, they were probably like $20 because they hadn't broken the curse yet. You know. Right. Um, a fat 38-year-old man rips cigs behind you. The game starts going. The game gets into it. <laughs> it's the fourth inning. They start getting pretty faded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, these men just, you know, yelling faggot at the Orioles, <laughs> just like screaming, <laughs> screaming slurs at the Orioles. Um, yeah, you know, just so smelly, so smelly. And um, yeah, your dad is like, thinking about maybe we should go home because there's a lot of slurs being thrown around. <laughs> but then it gets to the seventh inning stretch. Sweet Caroline comes on. Oh, no. Everyone oh, stands no. up. Well, you know when those sweet Caroline came on. Yeah. I mean. They hit different at baseball games. So they really, they really do. And you know what? Everything was going to be okay. Yeah. It's just a beautiful Damn. moment. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> wow, amazing! I didn't grow up with baseball because I'm not American cuck. <laughs> I don't like. You just call me a cuck, fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, bro? Um, 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't watch a sport. That's like um, a bunch of fat men can play. Sorry, but that's my. Wait, you had a bunch of fat men? No, like fat men can play. Basically. Oh, yeah. Like you like watch soccer because they're all fit, right? Yeah, baseball players are disgusting. Um, all like trashy high Europeans. Yeah. Okay. Way hotter. Hundred percent. Whatever. Sorry, I'm, me. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> you're not I'm, even like supporting. I'm offended, like, but whatever. Are you? You're not even like supporting <laughs> baseball players, because. Remember that one guy, like, Dustin something, from the Red Sox, Dustin. I forget his name. The only one no, who was no, even like no, remotely no, no. hot was Johnny Damon. Oh yeah, Johnny Let's, Damon. Like was he was like the, fine. He was like sexy as fuck but then he like went to the yankees yeah and it was like an uproar everyone burned their shirts in massachusetts (laughs) and then he had to like shave his head because like the red sox were like they were all like bearded long hair and then he joins the red sox and like or joins the yankees and like cut his hair off damn john damon would be a two in the nba (laughs) Yeah, no. Baseball players are ugly. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be like the very bottom of the NBA spectrum. Okay, who's the hottest NBA player in your opinion? Who's the hottest sports player? Andy has like a top 10. In your, yeah. I have a top 10, yeah. I can go through it. I can go through my top five, though. Um, If I go smoke a cigarette. Standing at number one. Disappear from. Oh, no. Oh, like, oh, no. It's fine. I can go smoke a cigarette. Um, so the first one, number one, Mark Gasol, yeah. uh, the longtime Grizz, incredible, like seven feet, Spanish, huge guy, okay. really found his look after Mark. Like, yeah, you got it. Gasol. Gasol. Yeah, yeah, but anyways. Oh wow! Incredible okay. man. Okay. Like second one. Yeah. Jalen Brown of Boston Celtics incredibly attractive very well dressed he also found to mit media lab so oh yeah i forgot this is gonna come in a later episode we're gonna do some research and discuss the yeah we're gonna do fc and mit trifecta yeah yeah we're gonna do a deep dive dive. the jalen brown epstein yeah why not there's a lot to be said about that probably but yeah number three Serge Ibaka of the Toronto um, of the Toronto Raptors. What's his name? Um, Serge Ibaka, I B A K A. Incredible body, like insane. You can just Google him nude and. Okay, so Ibaka nude is what I'm googling right now. Whoa! What? That can't be real. I know, I know. He looks like a Greek god. What? It's it's insane. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. He looks like a Lego. <laughs> Does not look like a human <laughs> being. Yeah, no, he looks fake. But anyways, that's my top three. And uh, it gets kind of dicey down with this because it's like, after that, it's kind of like a lot of preferences. It's like, I really like how... Yeah, I really like Kyle. Uh, I really like Kyle Lowry because he's got a fat ass. 
anyways, uh, we'll just round down my NBA list. Mia, what's your top three um, NBA player in terms of looks? I have to be honest and say I don't really have a top three right now. I mean, Mark is definitely up there. Who? Yeah. I don't know. Um... <laughs> What? No. I feel like whenever I just go to like a random NBA game because it's the tickets are cheap, I'll get a crush on right, someone yeah. and then kind of like forget who they are. Yeah. It's usually like the best yeah. player. Um, Without like knowing anything about the team, I'll just like go and be like, oh, whoever that one that's getting a lot of points, he's really hot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Because getting points are hot. Yeah. Being able to score. I'm is into hot. success. Um, but uh, <laughs> he's probably got a fatter contract than like the rest of the team yeah. too. He's he's racking thirty five while exactly. some dudes, some random dude is racking like two. Uh, but anyways, what have you been watching lately outside of? The Blair Witch Project. Outside of Blair Witch Project, I've been watching some Michael Haneke, um, some funny games, Benny's video, um, which are, you know, also movies about filmmaking. <laughs> right, yeah. It's about filmmaking. And violence. Off-screen, off-screen Is violence, that... I guess. I don't know. You know what, though? I would like to believe these films are about post-Nylon America. Like... Post, or like post a lot of stuff like yeah post sensationalism man um it's um i don't know if this is kind of fucked up to say but it is incredibly americana so interesting you know like uh you know in Kache, it's the mass uh it's I like the mass it's like the mass surveillance yeah it's like the mass uh it's it's pretty much about uh nsa it's uh it's a film about surveillance and and why not and yeah. like um kind of kind of about patrons uh uh kind of about patriots act okay yeah i yeah. need to see that yeah. one um, um i would like to see the funny games remake because of the you know just comparing the german to the american actors right which is pretty yeah the same the same people yeah i love if you're asking me you think Americans and Germans are the same people? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really see uh, significant differences. Germans are just like more austere Midwesterners. Yeah, definitely. That's essentially it. But yeah, what have you been reading? Anything good? I haven't been reading a lot. I read a little bit of Chelsea Menace poetry finally, um, which is incredible. Lived up to and surpassed all expectations um mm-hmm. no i haven't really been reading that much i've been writing i've been listening to music but i need to be reading i'm probably gonna start a novel soon i think you suggested a few that I'll pick up. yeah um, how about you y- yes um uh i actually just finished uh, like Gio Talentino's book of essays, Trick Mirror. Yeah. And, what was your favorite one? Uh, out of all those essays, yeah. um, there's one when she uh, when she talks about um, 
being in a pretty obscure reality TV show when she was in high school, middle school, more like something. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, that was, yeah, that was really good. Um, do you know anything about Gia Tolentino and the brand? Um, just kind of her Twitter personality. Um, she seems to be like just a pretty well-adjusted or maybe just very well-concealed maladjusted person um yeah you know just very well spoken slash written and seems to be very popular she seems to have a great life i don't know yeah you yeah you pretty much hit like yeah that's pretty much the whole that's pretty much a whole shtick in the book is um she's um she's constantly talking about herself mm-hmm. but uh, she's at her best when she talks about herself yeah yeah she seems like you know that like private school kid that's like you are one of the few people that actually benefited from going to a private school and like did really well or something oh yeah 100 percent. like and she's actually incredibly well adjusted. Yeah. like and um and like one thing about her brand is she's kind of trying to play off the um the complex normie yeah she's basically meta soprano to me oh yeah pretty much uh she went to uh she went to uva but she, she uh but she didn't forget to mention that she got into yeah okay there we go um in the book perfect which is kind of yeah, funny perfect. yeah <laughs> yeah very much like uh East Coast media elite flex. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she, uh, she went to a Catholic high school, and UVA, and then uh, has a longtime boyfriend. Of course. Um, and um, I I was just actually reading this um, review of the book. Uh, pretty much the only review that panned it. And we're talking about like, uh, like really devastating critique of her. Uh, it's it's written by Lauren Oller uh, in the uh, in uh, in the London Review of Books, mm-hmm. um, and she's pretty much coining um, the turn that uh, the historic uh, like the historical critic about her. And uh, I'm just going to find a quote right now. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm just quoting Lauren here. Historical critics are self-centered, not because they write about themselves, which writers always have, uh, which writers have always done, but because, but because they can make any observation about the world, uh, about the world lead back to their own lives and feelings. No, it should be the other way around. A bit, uh, a bit, a bit like that way. In Tarantino's understanding, one theme can coalesce into a supernova. Though a supernova is an explosion that follows the stars collapsing in on itself and results in the ejection, not accumulation of mass. And uh, so, pretty much the whole, um, the whole article uh, or the whole review, kind of like. Uh, are kind of surrounded by um, Lauren's observation of um, kind of the interpersonal uh, 
uh, kind of the interpersonal cultural critique that leads back to um, a massive movement that is very much within uh, Jean Talentino's style. And um, she kind of hints at that um, when she's not talking about herself and when she's writing about broader cultural movements like Me Too or uh, the Trump election, mm -hmm. she's refusing to take a stand that's uh, anything but comfortable in the sense that um, she is not a cultural, she's not a good cultural critic because she refused to um, take a controversial but um, but personal stand and is pretty self-obsessed with her own personal brand. And her personal and brand is kind of about being this sort of like, uh, like objectively like well positioned to make the right argument or something like just kind of like a it's not even like a woke or self-righteous position it's just like the most sensible and like personally comfortable and appealing position or something that like is relatable to a certain like a certain readership I guess okay you guys right and can you hear me yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we're just going to fill in. We're talking about Gia Talentino right now and the personal brand of the kind of writers that writes about themselves. Oh, okay. Oh, and has accumulated this kind of like social uh, like or critical mask. And um, I, uh, uh, just to follow up on Mia, uh, I just want to say that she's very much kind of like the post-wing crowd, mm -hmm. if if that makes Wait, sense. Wait, post-wing? Like, yeah, she like... Post -wing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Solar Wing is, you know, a co-working space, uh, a feminist co-working space. That's very much. <laughs> um, Paid membership co-working space for the, like, liberal feminist elite. You know, the girl bosses. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I think that it's interesting that you can't, this idea that you can't really be a cultural critic unless you're willing to take a position that, um you know, people can kind of, like, vehemently agree or disagree with. Like, you kind of have to turn yourself into a caricature in a way to be, like, a um, successful critic. Right, yeah. No, absolutely. And, uh, and if we look at all, like, the successful cultural critics, not in terms of the quality of writing, but just kind of the, uh, just kind of the media generation that they can mm -hmm. gather, like... Uh, Jerry Saltz, mm -hmm. right? Huge personal persona. brand, yeah. Or like, yeah, super pervert, huge persona, super creepy, um, and all that stuff. But uh, they all follow like this kind of trend of um, in uh, in order to say something about the world, you have to implicate yourself. Like, yeah, yeah, you kind of have to take a stake in a yeah. project, uh, whether that project uh like you know like you know like whatever like uh like wherever that project could be um which is uh which is also interesting because a lot of people compare Gio Talentino to Joan Didion and Mia do you see that comparison come through in this way? I mean I see why people have made that comparison um I don't know if 
I can say enough about Joan Danny, or I don't know if I can say enough about either one of them to compare them accurately. Yeah. I see why people are making the comparison though. Although I just don't, I don't yeah. think that Gia Tolentino has the same. I feel like even Joan Danian had like more of a stake in her culture than Gia. I don't know. Am I wrong? And I like, feel oh, like yeah, Tolentino no. is so like, um, like she's just like very PMC. I don't think she really has like, like a material like status within that world. It's like pretty, she's positioned materially kind of outside of, the things that she's discussing oh yeah no so um because i mean well joan didion was just like she's like so like rich and outside of like everything okay, so she's she writing about but like her writing is like i don't know somewhat like beautiful right, but... and like lyrical and like tornado-esque but like she is just such an observer. Okay, so then maybe then she mirrors Joan Didion in that sense, but then in the sense that to a degree all millennials are observers more than they are participants. I feel like... Yes, absolutely. She so, um, kind of like supersedes Joan Didion in that way. Yeah, no, I don't think it's her own fault that she has cultivated like her persona intentionally or unconsciously. no it's just like the nature of her like like class and age or whatever yeah pretty <laughs> much like um pretty much all the forces around her are pulling mm. that mm-hmm. way and um there's you know like it's it's just not possible for her to be like any to be anybody else which is kind of um sad about this generation or um or, like, maybe it has always been this way, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That we don't have any... That, like, under, like, capitalism, we don't have any hands in our future or any control of it. And we're all falling into the massive structure. The structure of feeling of music. being a millennial or, like, post-millennial is just having a structure of feeling. Being yeah. very cognizant of like what the emerging or dominant um, emotions oh, can we get or Jill whatever in are. On this? How do I invite someone? <laughs> we're not gonna be able to record her. She, like she's not gonna be able to record. Yeah, no, her. we're oh. like, yeah, yeah, no, we can like, yeah, yeah, we can try to get her on the next pod though. Okay. But uh, anyways, yeah, no, it's also this pod is officially endorsed by the Mark Fisher Foundation. Oh my god! Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Next one, Jill will have so much to say about that. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, all the K-pop heads out here. Yeah, no, we can do one tomorrow. I have like, we all have so much time right now. Yeah. For all the K-pop heads out here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is. I think this is like really the time to re-exam what um, you know, like what capitalism really means and like how it can function in like this like materialistic way after the failure of Corbynism in the UK and Bernie Sanders in America. Which should we talk about Bernie Sanders? I think we should oh save that for the next uh, app. Yeah, I think we should too. Because we're at like an hour and there's a lot to say. Yeah.
If we yeah, yeah right. zoom in Jill for Mark Fisher and Bernie. Yeah, we'll I'm so down content. to having a, a realism app. <laughs> Definitely. No shadowism yeah. app. You know, we can get all the heads in here. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, just to so we're in an hour. We should close pretty soon. Um, anyways, what's a uh, what's a quarantine vibe? What have you guys been doing? The vibe is very chill. You know, what's a good quarantine activity? Where are you guys right now? Dancing. I yeah. I mean, we we're should, not dancing right now, well, obviously. We should but dance again. Um, yeah. I haven't. I mean, honestly, like I haven't masturbated in a few days, which is insane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Any. Any good movie rags before we go? Any good what? Uh, any movie recommendations, books, to read, movies? Oh, have you watched um, Cloven or Clown? It's this like Danish movie. I think I told you to watch it, Mia. Oh yeah, I still haven't seen it. It's so f- it's like no. the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look it up. Right. It's K L O W N. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'd like to do, like, a comedy update, too. The status yeah, of any... American comedy or something. <laughs> yeah, no, we can, we can definitely do that on, like, the next couple pods. But, uh, anyways, Mia, any music, book, uh, movie recommendations? Um, I mean, I've been listening, I've been going a little bit into, like, some emo stuff. Um... Oh yeah, back another POV. Your, you moved to Asheville. It's two thousand twelve. <laughs> um, your friend James. Go off. Your go friend, off. Go off. Your friend from Baltimore, James Walker Sisk, picks you up in his um, two thousand four Camry, and <laughs> you blast Danny Brown. Zooming through the gray vehicle, gray zooming album. Zooming through the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of taken back to like my year of living in Nashville and um, listening to Danny Brown a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've been Sick. listening to like some like 90s like emo grunge stuff. Low. Um, you know. Oh, nice. A classic. Yeah, always good. Just some doom feelings. But also, I've been tearing up a little bit. Um, shout out to the homies. I don't actually know if I want to say their names, but, you know, some mixes. It's been good. What homies? What? I just said I don't know if I want to say their names. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. All right, all right. Yeah. Anyway. That's been good. The anonymous homies coming through with the yeah, CDs. Yeah, shout out. Always shout good. Shout out to the anonymous homies. <laughs> so I have been, have been listening to some normie shit, and this is incredible. Really? Uh, I ha- yeah, I've been listening to, like, fucking Oasis again. Okay. <laughs> wow, Oasis. Yeah. Yeah, shit slaps. Yeah, so there's good. some, actually, some really good there's tracks. There's some, like, there's some, yeah, there's some fires yeah. in there, and... I'm being really into like fucking Liam Gallagher. Yeah, like, wow. he's so cool. Yeah, that uh, aesthetic. I'm to, really like, trying to like get a boyfriend of that, of that look. <laughs> <laughs> Just like really hot, really stupid. 
<laughs> just the dumbest Brit of yeah. all time. Just the dumbest Brit in like the existence of, yeah. the, of the empire. Um, <laughs> also being Say a lot. yeah, yeah. Also being listening to uh, fucking Tommy James a lot. Mm. A legend. Um, DJ Sprinkles. <laughs> We should make a pod playlist. You know, we should make a low engagement playlist. Oh, Spotify. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's why I've been listening to As for Books. Uh, I've been. Sorry. I've been listening to like The Offspring and like Blink 182. All great bands. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been thinking about like, uh, like fucking like, Woodstock '99 a lot. So maybe I'll get into that. This yeah, week. we could maybe make like a few different mixes. I mean, not mixes, but playlists, whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, as for books, uh, have been reading Phil Roth again. Oh hell yeah! So yeah, which uh, book? I j- just uh, just started. Uh, actually, just started uh, like fucking American Pastoral. For the That's first the only time, one so. I've read, actually. Yeah, uh, I mean, I read. It'll like, explain I a lot read, about like, me if you finish that and just know that I read that book when I was sixteen. Or like 15. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Is that your like? Uh, is that a jam when you were sixteen? I had a weird, like fifteen. I mean, it's not weird, but I just went kind of deep with like um american rebellion and like 60s whatever like post beat culture like i read a lot of like jack kerouac when i was 15 and then i read a lot of and then i read american pastoral and then i read a lot of like weather underground literature no no so i was like i mean very into like the um like abject wing of the american left yeah. yeah. Um, I was into like fucking Ray Carver when I was sixteen. That's cool. Eh? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's it's just like uh, all I did when I was sixteen was listening to like uh, fucking slow dive American football and and reading Raymond Carver. Yeah. Which was, yeah. I was really fucking did a lot sad. Of slow dive, bloody Valentine. Yeah. 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 All the boys, but anyways, we should probably yeah, go. Yeah, let's wrap up. Um, okay, it's really good to talk to you about um, America once again. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Kaylin, for being oh, on. Oh yeah, pod. you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, great. And goodbye. We will see you next yeah. time. Yeah. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye. Stay safe. <laughs>